Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Brand and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris, joined, as always, by my co-host, Peace. And we have a lovely episode for everyone out there that we're really excited about. We're here joined by Kate Sanders, the Chief Marketing Officer at Benny. Kate, thank you so much for taking the time today. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, of course. So to start off, can you give the audience, you know, a little background of yourself as well as, you know, dive a little bit deeper into Benny and especially the origin story? Cause I know that you and CEO Sarah Pinner actually went to Northwestern together for a couple of years getting your MBA. So we'd love to hear about how that all that sort of started. Yeah. So my background, I spent most of my career at Anheuser-Busch, um, got an awesome foundation in marketing and brand and cultural relevance and, and all the things that come from working on a brands like Bud Light. Uh, and then COVID hit and I decided to go back and get my MBA. So landed at Kellogg, um, which is Northwestern's business school and had the good fortune to meet one of my classmates, Sarah Pinner, um, who was obsessed with this idea of making fashion more sustainable and really understanding why consumers uh, act the way that they act right now. We had so many conversations where, you know, it's like, I want to shop secondhand, but I just don't. Uh, and so... She set out on that mission and brought me along. Uh, it started as a class project, Benny, and ultimately um, turned into a full-time gig. So so really just to dive into what we like to talk about here on the pod, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Benny's culture and Benny's values? Yeah. So Benny is a web browser extension that makes it really easy for people to find and buy secondhand goods. Um, it was started with this idea that people have really good intention, um, but it's hard to act on that intention because there's so many points of friction. So for Benny, we meet people where they are and we say, hey, you can shop the way you normally do. Um, we will do the heavy lifting on the back end to scour the internet as you shop. And then show you if there's a secondhand alternative to the thing that you're shopping for. Uh, and so as a product, what we're really trying to do is like simplify the world of resale and make it really easy for users to act on their intention. I think that goes uh, really into our core values, though. One of our values is progress over perfection. And I think, you know, internally, what that means to us is like, we got to move fast. We're a startup. We're growing. Like, it's never going to be perfect, but we, we can't let perfection get in the way of progress. Uh, and so imperfect action is better than inaction is kind of one of our core beliefs. But I think that carries over into the product itself and saying to our users, like, you don't have to shop perfectly. You don't have to be like a eco climate warrior. Um, make one step forward and, and buy one thing secondhand instead of new. And if everyone did that, there would be uh, a lot of progress made. So I think it goes hand in hand. Like our, our ethos as a brand is very core to our ethos as a business. How do you look at marketing from dealing with Benny, right? Who deals with secondhand shopping versus marketing when you're dealing with, let's say retail shopping, like, I don't know, the Steve Maddens of the world. Do you, do you see a big difference in how you guys attack marketing initiatives? Yeah. So I think one of the things that's always super important in marketing is to understand who you're talking to. Um, and on the spectrum of secondhand, there's, you know, we kind of view it as a spectrum. So there's people who are really happy right now going to thrift shops. It's what they do on the weekend. It's like they're in it. Like they know all the ins and outs of and, and tips and tricks. And, and they're actually pretty happy with their experience right now. There's then people who do it because it's more affordable, because they want access to brands at a cheaper price. Um, but they acknowledge the, the 
points of friction and where the process could be made better. We call those like the frustrated secondhand shoppers. And then we have people like me, which is one of the reasons I was really drawn to Benny is I'm like an aspirational secondhand shopper. I'm really open to the idea of shopping secondhand. I'm really, I I understand kind of intuitively the value. I see um, that you can get awesome deals for cheaper. I'm envious of my friends who always seem to find like the coolest things in the thrift shop, but I don't always feel like that's super accessible to me. So I'm like, I'm open to it, but it's got to be really easy and it's got to fit my lifestyle. And then you have people that will never shop, shop secondhand. We really center on those those two in the middle. And I think from a marketing perspective, uh, when we started, we were kind of trying to talk to both the frustrated secondhand shopper and the aspirational one. That gets a little bit tricky because from a product perspective, while we will definitely work for the frustrated shopper, um, who we're really building the product for is this aspirational person. And the reason I say that is that we strategically chose not to build a searchable site where a thrifter can come and say, I want a black jacket. Instead, we built it as a browser extension where we go to shoppers who don't have secondhand on their radar at all, who are in their normal flow of shopping on Steve Madden. And then right before they check out, we intercept them and say, hey, did you know this is available resale? And so... Being really focused on that audience, I think, has really helped us narrow in on what the communication is. Um, if they're looking to get customers or looking to retain customers and build and scale and all those good things. But what are some cool ways that you've experienced uh, marketing, but beyond the product, whether it's you know, marketing your team, right? Whether it's marketing the brand itself, right? Your culture, your values. Uh, what can you speak on uh, regarding to that uh, wholesomely about Benny? Yeah, I think... From a marketing standpoint, one of the things we talk about a lot is that we want Benny to be the welcoming party to the world of resale. And as an ethos, it's like, it's a party and everyone's invited. And that creates this really fun, inclusive, playful tone of voice. I think that's what attracts users to Benny as a, as a product. But I think it also is what attracts people to Benny as a company. We just, um, did our first round of hiring, which was really fun. We just added two new people. And it was really fun to work with our leadership team to say, okay, what do we want this process to feel like? Like, obviously, we want the outcome to be that we get awesome people who are going to move the business forward. Um, but in attracting those people, what can we put out into the world to make that feel like a Benny experience? Um we talk about like unlocking the magic of re-commerce, and I'm like always beating, you know, our team to say, how do we how do we infuse magic moments into everything that we do? So one of the things we did when we were hiring is that in the application process, people had to put in their walk up song uh, and and give a little reason like why that was you know why that represented them. And then when they came to the interview, we were playing the walk up song that they had listed on their application. And I think it's just little things like that that say, oh, you know that. Like that just took a little bit of extra effort. It's nothing super complicated, um, but I made this experience fun and personalized, and and therefore I'm like way more excited about it, um, you know, than if we just do the standard process. Yeah, I, I think that's really dope. I've I I personally never heard of that, Chris. We're gonna have to honestly steal that, you know, when that time comes. Yeah, no, honestly, I got I gotta get my walk up song ready. <laughs> then uh, music ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to follow up with that, what is 
have you seen any trends of what people aspiring to work at Benny are looking for? Like what are certain, you know, ins that they're insights, excuse me, that they're trying to further understand when trying to get accumulated with your culture and maybe even take that step of potentially accepting a role within the company? Yeah, I mean, I think culture is really important. And I think we're a remote first company. So it's even more important that we um, find people who are really bought into the mission. I think our goal is to hire people who, you know, the, the world of the, of the startup is fast paced and is really demanding. And it's, you have to be a self-starter. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are hard to evaluate in an interview um, that we're trying to get at. But I think the people that we landed on, I'm super excited about because they are just super driven by the mission. Um, and I think that is something that makes us that much more confident that like all of those other things are, um, are going to come to life too, because we, we're kind of all driving towards the same goals and the same objectives. And so being really crystallized in what those are, uh, communicating them well, and then living those values, I think creates a culture that people are bought into and that they're willing to kind of go the extra mile to make sure it succeeds. Yeah. Well, we love that. We love to hear that, you know, living your values, practicing what you're pre preaching. We really love to hear that on the brand of the on podcast first and foremost. <laughs> um, so clearly, uh, clearly Benny, you guys seem to have a great culture. It seems like you guys are generally having a good time over there. So something, you know, peace and I ponder about, and as you guys are currently hiring people, you just said you hired, you know, two onboarded two more employees recently. Um, we wonder, does a good culture equate to good employer branding or vice versa? And we're just curious, you know, what's your take on that? Because obviously we just spoke about showcasing the, you know, the Benny's culture, the people that make up Benny. And, you know, how should companies balance the two of a good company culture as well as showing that through your, you know, adequate employer branding? Yeah, I think the culture is everything. I think that the, the ethos of the culture is what gets reflected in your brand because ultimately it's employees who are living within the culture, who are writing the copy, who are designing the product, who are doing, you know, who are making it go. And so you want that ethos to come to life across all of those different touch points, um, I think is super critical. The other thing I would say on the marketing side is that a lot of our best performing content on Instagram and TikTok is the like behind the scenes of the company. And so I think there is something really powerful. People, people, obviously you have to deliver a great product. Um, but more and more, especially in the startup landscape, people want to see the people behind the product and understand the reason why they're energized to be building what they're building. And so our behind the scenes content is bringing that brand. It's bringing the Benny brand to life, but it's also bringing our company brand to life to say, like, we enjoy working together and we're working really hard, but we're having a lot of fun. And you kind of like see that that personality come to life in all of our content. And it's unsurprising to me that that content is what performs best because it's like the most human of what we're putting out. What's the what's the camaraderie like, right, at such an early stage, right? I'm they're excited about the company. They're excited about what they're building in the space you guys are in. What is your team like when they you know, they do things like post on TikTok, when they do things like post on Instagram, Twitter? Uh, can you speak a little bit about that, that energy? 
Yeah, I think so. We are female founded, female run, um, and female funded, which is a really fun place to be. Lots of lots of girl power um, at the Benny Company, though we have some awesome guys on our team as well. Um, but yeah, I think there's a ton of camaraderie. I think the reality is that it's a hard it's a hard path, and there's a lot of uncertainty, and so you really have to lean on each other. I think we come back to those values a lot. Uh, and I think our team does a really good job of reminding each other, like, okay, progress over perfection. Like, I know that you're being hard on yourself and it's not perfect, but like, that's core to what we're doing. So like, just keep going. And, and that team, the team camaraderie is, is crucial there. Um, I think one of our other values, which just feels really fitting for Benny is be a healthy house plant. Um, and I think for us, what that means is, you guys laughing, what that means is just like, you got to show up, you know, you got to take care of yourself so that you can show up to work and be ready to go and be energized and, and you can't just grind yourself into the ground. So I think it's like, how do we, how do we make sure that we're infusing those fun moments or those moments of levity or that we're, you know, finding ways to take care of ourselves, even though everyone's working super hard and, um, and it's a grind. I think be a healthy house plant for Benny just comes to life in this really playful way. One of the things we're thinking about doing um, or that we're doing, but we just can't, I don't want to precede the podcast and ruin the surprise, but for our new hires, um, we're going to send them a, a house plant um, with like a, their welcome note to say like, welcome to Benny. Like, you know, hopefully it doesn't become like the love fern that dies, but um, if you get the, 10 things I hate about you reference, but yeah, I think finding little ways to do that. And and then our team is a constant reminder um, of those values and and that's what builds the camaraderie. So I have to ask now, when describing how you would want your employees to be at your team to be across the board, I have to ask who came up with that? Because you, I, I, I was thinking it might have been you. I was thinking it might have been you, marketing I genius, something clever. That. Nope, I cannot take the credit for that. Our our two co-founders, Sarah and Celine, um, came up with it. But I think it's it's such a fun one. And there's so many, you know, once we started talking about it, it was like I have a thousand metaphors on, you know, we have to make fertile soil and we have to make sure that, like, if there's a frost coming. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. You know, all the things yeah. that I think um gardening is a metaphor for life and so i think it's a it's a fun one to have and and also i think i have a thousand houseplants in my apartment so it it resonated with me too you got to take care of them 100 percent. you need to can't let those plants die or you want them to look you know beautiful gorgeous healthy all of those things yeah i love that shout out shout out to the co-founders of benny i might take that with me one day sorry not sorry i love that <laughs> please go so, Get into our next question. Um, so, obviously, you've had an illustrious career up to this point. It's only going to keep getting better and better, Kate. Um, and we're just curious, are there any methods or strategy you found throughout your career to be effective or not effective as you look to scale Benny's brand now into the future? It's a great question. I think, you know, going to business school, my career at Anheuser-Busch, I wasn't a marketer by Trade. I was an econ major in undergrad. And so I feel like I learned an amazing foundation during my time on the Bud Light brand team. But a lot of it was just like drinking from the fire hose and kind of learning by doing. And then I went back to business school. And I think, you know, typically people do it in the reverse order where you get like the 
the textbook version and then the real life version. I kind of did the real life version and then went back and learned all of these frameworks. And so business school was really helpful. And there's, there's lots of great frameworks to use in terms of um, bringing a marketing plan to life and getting really intentional about writing great creative briefs and having um, specificity around who you're targeting and what channels and what are creative best practices on those channels and how do you kind of put all of the pieces together to deliver an objective. Um, but I think the, so, so there's lots of learnings there, but I think one of the things that has become super apparent to me in this startup world is that you really don't get very far by trying to sell all the time. Um, I think the the name of the game often, especially when you're at our stage where you're not spending a ton on paid advertising, but you're really trying to build up an organic following and build community on social accounts and um, become you know thought leaders in the space, is there's a lot of reciprocity, and so you you have to just shout out people and you have to engage and you have to comment on other people's stuff. And it's not always with an intent to get something in return. It's just to like put good stuff out there. Uh, and I have this just fundamental belief that as you do more and more of that, like it will come back to you. Um, but I think at this stage, you just kind of, you just got to get out there. And I think what's exciting for Benny and, and where I'm excited to spend some time in the future is just as a product, we are an aggregator uh, and we kind of sit in the middle of this resale industry. So we're not a brand. We're not a resale marketplace. We're not a um, resale as a service company, but we kind of work with all of them. And so as we sit in the center and have a lot of different stakeholders on the product side, can we also start to occupy that territory from a thought leadership perspective? Can we start starting conversations and bringing people together to talk about you know, what the future of fashion looks like, how technology plays a role, uh, and lots of lots of other interesting topics. Um, and I think that kind of supports this, like, just bring people together and put good stuff out into the world. And, and eventually it will, it will come back to you. See, I know, I know Chris loved that segment, because he talks about all the time, like, something that sounds like an untold trick, where it's like, just to show, just show people some love, and you'd be surprised what comes back to you, right? And to hear you speak on you know, you simply, whether it's commenting, liking, showing some sort of engagement, appreciating other brands and how that comes back in some form of value, maybe not as a customer, right? Uh, definitely a trick to the trade that we don't tend to see a lot. So we appreciate you talking about yeah. that a little bit. People uh, people don't understand that love is free, Kate. They don't understand love is love free. Is free. I love that. Yeah, it's, it is. Mm -hmm. It really is. Can, can you speak on any lessons or lessons in terms of like failures or successes regarding the marketing efforts within Benny that you found that really stick in your head, like, oh, wow, like this, this really didn't work out, or maybe this really panned out for you guys, really got us to that next milestone. Is there anything that comes to mind? Um, I think that there's, hmm, I think there's a couple things. Early on, we weren't super targeted back to, back to knowing who you're going after. Um, and so I think we allowed, I think I got distracted by the frustrated secondhand shopper because the person that's already thrifting, who's already a Poshmark seller, who's already, um, you know, deeply embedded in the resale space, they, they are going to be great users of Benny, but they aren't the target. 
But in the beginning, they were like our most excited users. Um, and so it was really easy to be like, yeah, okay, thrift culture. Like, let's talk about how you thrift and let's go to colleges and activate clothing swaps and let's like really get into that. And so we, we started this Benny Band program. We have almost a hundred college students in a Slack channel. We found some amazing, um, people. College students are, are super impressive and, um, and also super knowledgeable, like just really interested in, in the space. And so it's been fun engaging with them. But I think it also poses a lot of challenges because they're not really, they don't, they're not really the target audience. They don't have the budget to spend. They're not, thankfully, not, not actually shopping new that often, um, which we love to see for the next generation. But I think they, they brought a ton of energy and we were really energized by the excitement. But I think being really crystal clear on who you're going after and then having the discipline to say like, okay, I get the energy here, but you're not going to be our most valuable users. And so not spending um, too much time in that, in that segment. So a ton of learnings and, and we were able to build relationships with a lot of awesome um, college students. But I think moving forward, we'll start to focus our energy more on that aspirational side. And, and I think not getting distracted is like one of the biggest things that you have to do as a startup because there's just a thousand things that you could choose to do and, and figuring out what you say no to, um, is often the most important decision that you make. See, certainly could not agree more with that. Oh, didn't mean to cut you off. Please go no, ahead. Bit, bro. Uh, something me and Chris always find interesting is when working with college students, it's almost like you can either get this or that, right? You either get really engaged, useful feedback, or you get the, the chaotic ones, right? Where it's just miscellaneous, you know, input here or there. So uh, it's always good to see that other companies, right, are utilizing, you know, university students and it's to their benefit. Totally. Colleges are tough because I feel like now every brand is trying to like have a college ambassador program. Um, and, mm. and it makes a lot of sense in the sense that they're all looking for ways to get experience. You're all trying to uh, understand the world of TikTok and Instagram, of which college students are the experts. Um, so I think there's there's a ton of... Um, I, I totally understand why why that happens. And and we ultimately ended up doing the same thing. But I think you have to really understand, is it your target audience or is it just an easy way to connect with people because they're all already in this in this fear? Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, certainly is. Um, so one question we love to ask here in the Brand and Beyond podcast is whether it be another founder, another chief marketing officer, executive someone you even look up to, whoever it may be, that would help you as you continue along on your journey um, and your career. And bonus points, if you could give me a specific person you'd like to ask that question to, not required though. Yeah, I think I would, um, I think I would ask, you know, when you're starting off, especially with a limited, but I think something that we're talking a lot about right now is up until this point, we've been really focused on building community organically and doing a lot of scrappy things that don't cost a lot of money to get the word out mm -hmm. about Benny. As we grow, obviously, um, we're starting to spend money and we're starting to get into the world of, of paid media and performance marketing. But a question I have that I think would be uh, that I would love 
thoughts and perspective on is just what are those key product metrics that you need to hit or that you're looking to hit before you're ready to buy a user? Um, and how do you think about that process in, in terms of testing and learning, but also wanting to, you know, find more thumbs and channels before you, before you scale? Yeah. 100%. I think, you know, in time, you'll get that answer. And hopefully someone listening to this, if you got an answer, please yep. contact Kate and Benny because he's looking for it. So uh, just to wrap everything up, please tell everybody where they can find you, learn more about yourself, learn more about Benny, whatever else you'd like to plug. Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. And I just started a personal TikTok, so Kate Sanner. Um, but all the real fun happens on, on the Benny accounts. So join underscore Benny. Um, on all social channels, uh, and then joinbenny.com if you want to give the browser extension a try. We'd love to hear what you think. Beautiful. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. This is so much fun. We had a great time. Um, and to everyone who listens to the Brand and Beyond podcast, thank you so much. And until next time.